Hello, welcome to this one time at summer camp, a podcast about summer camp. And today is very special because today is my birthday and no, um, it's not my birthday. Uh, it is a special day because we have on the podcast with us Nick Leslie, who for the purposes of avoiding confusion, we're going to just call Leslie for the rest of the podcast. Hello. G'day. How are we doing? Good, good. I should probably mention that my regular co-host, Peter's here too. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm just going to pour myself a drink. Just for the occasion. <laughs> oh, so the, yeah, this is a very special episode. We've got the man, the myth, the legend himself here, who has, you know, been mentioned in two previous episodes, if I'm not wrong. It's an honor. The honor is mine. Today, we are going to be talking about evening programs. And Nick is probably perfect to have on for this because that was his job for a long time. Did some pretty darn good ones too, if I may say so. Oh, uh, well, it's all everyone else's, uh, everyone that I've worked with. So you're standing on the shoulders of giants. There's a bunch of people that you're just standing on their shoulders and they're all teaching you how to do th- do the job properly. Yeah. Not only is he great at running UPs, he's also humble too. So no, humble. The whole package. No, it's also all me as well. so other than um humble do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh absolutely well i'm i'll start off i'm I'm six five i've long long (laughs) here um i weigh 250 pounds and i'm shredded my girlfriend i'm sorry my i am taken uh, she absolutely hates just how rock hard my abs are um (laughs) i went to camp for 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 six years two years as a (laughs) as a, a counselor Two years as the land program director running land activities and uh, also two years <laughs> running uh, program development, which was just evening programs and just general day-to-day running kind of things. The guy on the microphone, really. I have a anecdote about this man, Leslie, on a microphone that I figure I'm going to share right now at the start. You share. You, See, you share your shares. We were talking uh, during the Lying to Children episode about those little bits, those little like reoccurring jokes, those kind of niche references that like most people aren't going to get, but um, you kind of do anyway. And so part of Leslie's job uh, on a Saturday when kids uh, would get picked up by their parents and stuff, we would have a like closing ceremony to say thanks to all the parents and tell them about what happened at camp during that week. And um, it would be Leslie's job each time to introduce our executive director. And for a while, do you remember how you were introducing him, Leslie? No. (laughs) (laughs) You would go, uh, the man with the million dollar smile, it's... Uh, That's because that's what everyone else would say. (laughs) (laughs) It's the people who were in the position before me, not going to drop names, but there Mm. there were two people in the position before me that introduced... Uh, him with a million dollar smile. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but then, wasn't there a time uh, where? See, I'm now doubting whether it was you who said this or not. I, I know, know what you're going to say, was. and it was him. He's just playing coy. Uh, there was a time where, in to spice it up a little bit, you started going, and it's the man with the ten million dollar smile. And then you would like progress it week on week to the point where it was the man with the trillion dollar smile. And it's just, I thought that was so funny. 
I don't know if this was my bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is no, this is your bit. Because also, yeah, I remember one time I was like with you, and you were like the man with the million dollar smile, and then you came up to me and went, and nothing else. <laughs> the, the thing I most remember from that is uh, our executive director's face when you would get up to those ridiculously high numbers. And he would kind of walk on stage, like, looking puzzled at the crowd, like, uh, I don't know why he's saying this. Like, <laughs> well, evening programs. Before yep. you get into that, can I, can I tell you guys, uh, since I don't have a therapist, so I'll use you guys as, as my therapy. Um, I have a reoccurring dream. Like, I, I'll wake up in, in the middle of the night, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't go to camp. I forgot to go to camp. <laughs> I, forgot to get, I forgot to get my visa the summer's over. I kind of, I kind of just feel down for for like a day, but I figured I'll let you guys know. Um, On the last episode we recorded, one of the questions was just saying about how you're always planning for the next year of camp, and I was just saying that like I haven't been to camp in five years, and I'm planning for the next year of camp that I know is never going to happen. Yeah, I I, got, I I do feel I do feel bad for the people that were planning to go in 2020. You know, pour one out to all those people. Um, yeah, that was before the camp burned down, right? Poor Moose And pine. nothing else. At least in, in my mind it did. <clears throat> in our heart, the hearts. And, you know, that's why I couldn't go back to summer camp, because it wasn't there anymore. Uh, evening programs, you were saying. Oh, please, feel free to digress as much as you want. Is that so, even the word I'm looking for? It's all content, baby. Uh, well, in that regard, since I, I, once again, don't have a therapist, I might as well tell you... Um, about this other reoccurring dream. And the dream is that I, that there are a bunch of people out there that haven't thanked you for doing this podcast. Because this is one of, one of those most cathartic experiences. You know, wandering around, you know, you're lifting your weights, going for a walk, you're doing some work, you're lying on your bed, it doesn't matter where you listen to it. But uh, thank you for what you do. Oh. Thank you for listening. Nick, uh, get, get me a tissue, Nick, honey. <laughs> <laughs> get your own tissue. To your mind, uh, do you have like a favorite EP that you've done? Just starting off like that. Like, is there something specifically that sticks in your mind about like a particular evening program that you've done? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. The moment you say that, the first thing that comes to mind is Mario Kart. Mario Kart was without a <laughs> doubt like one of those things that was just an absolute disaster to like from the moment we started planning it. It was we're like we had so many big ideas for this thing. We're like, oh, this is the the track yeah. they're going to going to take, and we had we had done all this planning. We'd got the cars going. We'd made all the tokens. We had all these plans, and then it started raining. And without it, like the moment that happens, that you've got this outdoor activity planned, and you've put all this effort into it, and it starts raining, and you just crushed. Our, our boss, to his credit, was like, you're going to do it. And you're going to do it over by boys camp and by boys camp is kind of an open area. Um, there's a little bit of a road and everything like that. And he said, you guys are going to do it. I'm like, no, we can't, we can't, it's raining. We can't do it. He said, nah, you're doing it and you're going to do it by boys camp. The kids can stand underneath the boys camp, um, balcony. It's covered. The kids will be fine. The counselors may get wet, but that's what we're here for. I'm like, I, I don't want to do it. We can't do it. And he, he forces us to do it to his credit. He forces us to do it. And it was probably one of the best experiences that I've, I've had at camp. So for, for those that don't know, um, the Mario Kart, you know, the game, the Nintendo game, 
Yeah. The kids would go around. Uh, they'll go around with their cabins, and they'll go around getting different like like power ups for their driver. And their driver was a a counselor from their cabin. Yeah. Uh, then we'd all gather around boys camp. It kind of created like this grandstand thing, and there was a track. And people put on these um these cardboard boxes that were painted like the carts, and they'd be dressed up as the characters. They'd be dressed up as Mario. They'd be dressed up as Toad, uh, Bowser, and they'd start just running, and they'd just do lap after lap after <laughs> lap. And I just felt a lot of the time you're playing these evening programs, and you never really can think of all those extra little details until the moment happens, and you never really considered they're going to be running for. For such a long time, and these are counselors that have been working <laughs> and 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 on barely any sleep, and now we just ask them to run for the next <laughs> you know, twenty minutes nonstop. Uh, but I, I was were you picking like counselors who you thought were like athletic, or were you just that, that, like that, picking that, anyone that fit the character? We're like you know, oh this person they'll be perfect <laughs> for Toad. Oh this person they'll be perfect for Bowser. You just, you, you, oh, you, I feel bad for you making Bowser run. If someone's looking like Bowser, <laughs> there, there was a power up. There was um, there was Bullet Bill, I think it was. Um, and and with that, mm. you got to take the uh, the golf cart. So you, uh, counselors will jump on the golf cart, and they'll just be all the way at the back, and they'll jump on the golf cart, and they'll get a ride <laughs> all the way to the front of the line. And then um, the blue shell. They they the kids use the the blue shell power up, and. The blue shell mm. was um, was Chucks. If you guys, uh, for for, the, for those <laughs> that, that they don't know, uh, this a big, big, well built, built, uh, built, built guy, and he just full speed sprinted to the person in the front, just full speed, just tackled them, <laughs> and just yeah, oh, and just, just just picturing it in your head is just oh, it's absolutely absolutely hilarious, and, and and because it was such a great success, we did it again later in the summer. And then we did it again the next year. It was just so much fun. I, I do have a vague memory of like standing at the sideline watching this and someone using the lightning power up and just see like everybody had to like stop and spin rounds like the cars <laughs> yeah. in. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> um, there's a certain format that was, I don't know, the staple for most of the time, all of the time of camp. Uh, the, Forgive me if I get this sort of wrong, but basically the kids would get there on a Sunday and we would have an evening program where you have counselors in some kind of a theme hidden all around camp and all the cabins have to walk around and try and find as many of these counselors uh, that are dressed up as you can. And that kind of gets them familiar with camp and whatnot. I I have very distinct memories of a lot of those events because... If you're the ca- you, if you get picked to be the council that's hiding, that's a night off. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to be with your cabin. You get to just like chill in the woods. I I, I remember and, like doing doing something like that, and just they said, "All right, you're you're gonna have to wear a suit." For some reason, one summer I brought a suit to camp. I don't know why. Someone said, bring <laughs> bring nice clothes. So I was like, oh, a suit. That's nice. So they were like... You- that was your first year. Yeah, that was your first year. And, I remember And this. they said, yeah. you have to wear a suit. So I wore a suit. Jacket, shirt, tie, pants, nice shoes. And I stood in, in the middle of the bushes for hours, just dripping in sweat. Uh, part of it was that the counselors were sort of, you know, given like 
a hiding rating, like between, you know, very easy to find and like more challenging to find. I want to point out that if no cabins find someone, then you have done it wrong. And I think this goes back to like council is getting way too competitive, but they'll be like, oh, I'm supposed to be hard to find. So they would like dig a hole in the sand and park a kayak over the hole and crawl in the hole or something like they would just try and make it impossible to be found hiding. And that was just absolutely not the goal. (laughs) Hiding underneath tick infested swamp water where, where our camp was is, is on a, on a swamp pretty much. And there's bridges that go over the swamp and, and councillors would hide underneath the water. Like underneath the bridge, like in the water, and some would get sleeping bags and hide in sleeping bags, and then run out into the forest. It's just dedication, dedication to the Lyme disease. Really, it's one of those ego things you have to break through. It's it's not about you anymore. Tell that to some of the younger counselors. <laughs> yeah, that was always something that kind of happened during, um, like whenever we play capture the flag. Hey, some of the staff would just get way too into it. And then, um, <laughs> what I really liked is there was a, I don't know if it was our first, my first summer, but when staff would get too into it the next week, they would, you know, if they like ran into a kid or something like that, um, the next week they would be the ones running the game so that they weren't allowed to participate. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that was like their punishment, um, which is a good plan. So I worked at, a second camp in a different state uh, for my third year. And we had a capture the flag evening program. And basically the camp owned this giant field right next to where the actual like camp camp was located. And there's probably about 60 counselors or something like that. And about 300 kids at that camp. We would get all of them and just do a massive, all-out capture-the-flag. Med staff would be on the sidelines just waiting because I don't think a single one of these went off without someone getting absolutely axed, <laughs> like, right from the get-go. Because you basically had just everyone just run at each other. And I don't know why, but the counsellors, you know, they're not there just, like, facilitating the kids. All of the counsellors are there being like, gotta get that flag. Yeah. By any means necessary. I made a clean break, like, through the line. (laughs) And uh, I had the flag, and I'm, like, running, and I'm running, and I'm running. And it's not a flat surface. It's kind of a bit of a hilly area. And just coming, like, downhill at full sprint, another counselor just completely crash tackles me. And we just rolled down the hill. Uh, just because I had the flag. That's so romantic. It was a very special moment. I can just imagine. It was like that scene where in Star Wars where Anakin and um, Padme are rolling through that field. It was just like that. Exactly like that. (laughs) Exactly like that. also have a capture the flag story where it was house day 
Um, and I guess we have to explain what that is at some point. But uh, I was like admin staff at the time. And I, you know, thought I'd hop in, play a little capture the flag, you know. And um, I was like barefoot too, which obviously everyone's supposed to be wearing shoes. Oh, but dude, come rules on. Rules didn't apply to me. Oh. What? <laughs> what kind? The rules oh. don't apply to you. Oh. When... <laughs> dude, come on. We, we, you, you lead by example. When when I worked on, on land, I wore closed-toed shoes. And then the moment I became an administrative staff member, I, I don't think I put shoes on for the entire summer. So it's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, in this scenario, I'm going to look down on you. But um, I will hope that you don't look down on me when I tell a story where I am not wearing shoes. Maybe if I had have been wearing shoes, then uh, this situation wouldn't have occurred. So fair play to you, sir. But I'm basically flat out sprinting. Which, I mean, you could argue off the bat, is there a need for me to be flat out sprinting <laughs> in, in in a children's game? Probably not. But I'm um, flat out sprinting, and this tiny little eight-year-old dude just appears out of my peripheral vision. No. Out of, out of nowhere. And this is like the most, like an action hero I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> because it all just kind of happens slow-mo. At this point, I knew, like, I'm I'm hitting this kid. There is no way that I'm not going to collide with this tiny, <laughs> tiny child. And I'm I'm an adult, but I'm larger than the average adult, I'd say. Twice the bone density. <laughs> twice twice the bone density. Um, so, like, I, I basically collide into him, but I, like, grab him into my arms. Oh. And I do that thing where superheroes catch people and, like turned round and like like dug my shoulder into the ground and it, it really hurt my shoulder um <laughs> oh poor like, baby you should yeah. have just crushed the kid i like yeah i was yeah. holding this kid and then like he he gets up and he's like you can't do that that's cheating that's against the rules i'm gonna go tell on you and i'm like uh, dude you almost died like you literally almost died and you're concerned about the scoreboard like <laughs> Which I guess is a good thing, because he wasn't hurt. He didn't start crying or anything. He was like, this guy's been cheating. Went around telling all of the staff the whole day um, that I was cheating and capture the flag. So I had like different people coming up to me be like, oh, you're cheating for your house, are you? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I nearly killed a child. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the best of the two scenarios that could have occurred. Um, you really should have saved that story for the next episode, Times we nearly killed children. Oh, yes. Oh, I've got a good one. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they trust us with their lives. Mm. Um, okay, what would you say was the biggest disaster of an evening program you ever ran? Um, uh, have you guys seen the movie Hungry Games? Um, <laughs> so it's a, a movie. Um, it's uh, you know it's got Jennifer Lawrence in it. Um, we tried to do that, um, and no, actually no. Okay, no, I, I take this back. Uh, disasters, yes. Um, Camp Moose Pine, Bachelor, Bachelorette. Mm. Tuesday night EP. Mm-hmm. So we get a. Um, a lady administrative staff member and we get a, a male administrative staff member and we sit down and share and we play bachelor bachelorette um and the uh boys camp dress up like girls camp and girls camp dress up like boys camp 
And this turns into a little bit of a risque kind of situation because the girls will dress up like a surfer dude or a skater dude or something like that. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. But the guys, yeah. the boys camp, will take it to a whole nother level. <laughs> and they'll say some inappropriate things and they'll wear some inappropriate things. And it's absolutely hilarious because as Monty Python has taught us, the pinnacle of comedy is, is a man dressed as, as, as a woman. But... <laughs> Uh, not say that a man can't dress as a woman perfectly fine um, but it, it took it to a whole other level and they'll do some inappropriate things and they'll say inappropriate things but luckily a lot of those inappropriate things would just fly over the head of some, some people yeah. and luckily no one sued us and, and luckily no one complained I'm just thinking Ooh. about a joke that went over my head as a kid and then I kind of realised like later as an adult like watching the Shrek movie like Shrek the First, when they're coming up to Duloc, and then Donkey says something about, oh, that's like a big castle or something, and then Shrek goes, do you think he's compensating for something, Donkey? <laughs> and like, I had no idea what that was. Like, I, I was like, oh, you know, he's got a big castle because he's a short man. But, um... Shrek. What a time. What a time to be alive. Who would have thought Shrek would do a dick joke? <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got in your notes? Well, one time, uh, there's a TV show in America called Slime Time Live, and I have never seen it, so I have no idea what the reference is, but we decided to recreate Slime Time Live, and we're making slime, and it's it's me and uh, a co-worker, her and I, we're just making slime, and we both put our hands into the slime, we're mixing up the slime with our hands, it's, it's pretty much just cornstarch and like food coloring and water and we're mixing up with our hands and our hands touch (laughs) (laughs) and we just celebrated our six year anniversary just the other day and we've been dating ever since (laughs) it was electricity I've always said anything can happen in a non-Newtonian fluid (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was true. God. Yeah, I... oh, that's a really nice story, though. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Oh, well, man. That, that kind of speaks of, speaks of, you know, episode one, the magic of camp. Like, this is what camp does. It creates magical moments and, you know, friendships that last a lifetime, even when you may not speak to them. You know, some people very recently just reached out to me. Uh, yeah. we, we, we had a conversation and I haven't spoken to them in, like, Six years, and yeah, it felt nice just to have a conversation with people. Yeah, you definitely. Know, we're, that's the that's the magic of camp. It's just that you got friends wherever you want, like anywhere in the world. You know, you got people in Scotland and other places, America, other places. Yeah, there's other, <laughs> there's other countries as well. Yeah, I mean, like I I did a trip to Poland a couple of years ago. And we had a number of staff who were from Poland who would, like, often they hired them to, like, come and work in the kitchen. Um, but, like, even though I didn't get to meet up with any of them whilst I was there, they all gave me, like, tons of advice and, like, heaps of places to go and stuff. And, like, that was that was really cool. Having friends to reach out to around the world. We're going to have to pause the conversation there because we spoke for a lot longer than we thought we were going to. So this is going to be a two-parter episode. 
don't forget you can send us an email to this one time at summercamppod at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Instagram this one time at summercamppod and why not give us a like, rate, subscribe, follow whatever things you can do on the particular platform you're using while you're there see you next week for part two Thank mm-hmm. you.